Welcome to the Sounds Familiar podcast. I'm your host, Alex Lavely. Here, we're bridging the gap to find a connection in a society that can sometimes feel isolating. We've all experienced our share of successes and the challenges that we faced along the way, and we're here to talk about all of them, along with sharing some tidbits on mental health. So grab your favorite drink, pop a squat, and you might just hear something that sounds familiar. Hey friends, welcome to the Sounds Familiar podcast. I'm your host, Alex Lavely. So my last couple of solo podcasts, I have mentioned that I'm really trying to think about some good things that are happening in my life. Um, I think sometimes it can be really easy to look at other people's lives on social media and kind of think to yourself, wow, my life is not that great, not as great as theirs, you know? So um, for me as as somebody who likes to do things a certain way, um, is, you know, a recovering perfectionist, I can get caught up in all the things that need to be worked on, all the things that are not currently how I would like them to be. Um, and so it's really a challenge for me to think about something good, but all the more reason to do so, right? So for me this week, um, I got to go visit my parents in Gulf Shores and that was really relaxing. I was only there for a couple days but um, I just really like the vibe down there because you're so close to the beach and it just feels a lot more relaxing than being in a college town where there are a ton of people um, during the semester. So that's my something good. Uh, your something good doesn't have to be extravagant to be good, but I do encourage you to take some time and think about something good that's been happening in your life. Also on my last solo podcast, I was teasing that I was going to be talking about boundaries in this podcast. So um, today we're talking about boundaries, which I know for some people, just thinking about setting boundaries raises their blood pressure and like gets their heart pumping a little bit faster. Maybe you have recognized your need to set healthy boundaries in your life, but you just don't know how. Maybe you have actually tried to set boundaries and it was met with pushback. Well, you were listening to the right podcast. Today we're talking about how to set healthy boundaries and how to have healthier relationships and how to stop doing things out of the need to like please or because you feel guilty. The truth is that not setting boundaries can really hold you back. If you often struggle with feeling overly stressed, overwhelmed, stuck, trapped, resentful, taken advantage of, and if you don't really know who you are or don't feel solid and secure in who you are and you notice that you're finding yourself fusing your identity with others in relationships, then chances are that there is probably a boundary issue that you might have never learned how to understand boundaries, how to create boundaries, how to set boundaries and keep those boundaries. Um, For me, I have struggled with this. (laughs) So you are not alone. Just know that. Yeah. First of all, just some self-disclosure here. Setting boundaries was one of the things that I struggled with and learned that I was struggling with while I was in therapy. I had always considered that I was good at setting boundaries because I'm fairly comfortable confronting an issue head on. Well, it turns out that what I was used to doing was allowing people to do things that put pressure on me, that felt uncomfortable for me, or that really bothered me until I just could not take that anymore. And then I would finally voice my concern and let people know, hey, this is not okay. Um, 
Often this voiced concern came across very aggressive and people did not take to it well. What I came to discover was that is not what setting boundaries is and what I was actually doing was a result of being really bad at setting boundaries. Setting boundaries in a healthy manner is not reactive, which is what I was doing. Setting boundaries is supposed to be proactive. They allow us to have healthy relationships. So hopefully this episode helps some of you not be like me. (laughs) Let's discuss why boundaries, why setting boundaries is so difficult. And these are just some of my thoughts and some of the things that, you know, I've come across in research um, and they may be relevant to your life or they may not be. Uh, There are, I'm sure, many different reasons why you might be having difficulties setting boundaries. Um, For me, it was because I didn't know that I was allowed to have different wants or needs from other people. I thought if my friend has this boundary, if my friend likes doing that, I'm going to I'm going to like doing that also. You know, growing up, especially you learn to quote unquote be nice. And what does being nice look like when you're a kid that can sometimes look like letting crazy Aunt Betty with the stinky breath come squeeze your cheeks and put her face right up to yours every time you greet her. That can mean giving thank you hugs at Christmas, even though that's not necessarily how you would like to say thank you. You don't have a problem saying thank you. You just wouldn't say thank you in that way because you are not a physical touch kind of a person or kind of a a kid. That could mean letting your neighbor play with your toys even though he broke the last five that you let him play with. Really, there is a difference between being nice and being kind. And the thing that I want to focus on is that you can still be kind and set boundaries. Also, while we were growing up, maybe there was not a lot of explanation in your household. You weren't allowed to ask questions. You weren't allowed to have your own thoughts. You weren't allowed to there wasn't a lot of a lot of discussion around things. You know, sometimes you might have asked why something had to be a certain way and you were told because I said so, right? That famous because I said so. Because we're human, we take in information and we're trying to make sense of our world. But even more so when we're kids because we're learning, everything is pretty new to us. We're still learning and we are definitely trying to make sense of the world around us. And when we're not given an explanation or given a choice or allowed to share our thoughts and ask questions, we learn to stop doing that. We learn to stop asking questions even within our own minds and just do what the other person wants us to do. And I think for my generation and the generations before that, it was kids are kids. They're better to be seen, not heard. Maybe they're talked at a little bit. Um, And this is kind of what I was talking about, not being able to have the ability to share your thoughts or your feelings because you're a kid and you're just supposed to do what your parents say you're supposed to do, right? Which I totally understand. I believe that that sort of parenting served families in in various ways. Um, I don't think that it's 100% healthy. I think there are bits and pieces, but we'll save that for another another discussion. We're not going to talk about parenting. I just want to kind of paint the picture of maybe where this difficulty setting boundaries came from. So like I said, it can be difficult to even ask questions even within our own minds um, because we're just, we've just been focused on doing what the other person says we should do or wants us to do. When we're adults, it can be difficult to think to ourselves, you know, 
this situation or what this person is asking me to do doesn't really seem safe. It doesn't seem like it's really serving my needs and, and what I feel like I should be doing. Um, you know, I think in adolescence, it, it can be even more, you know, you hear about peer pressure and peer pressure is just focused on not having boundaries. When you have boundaries for yourself, you don't fall into peer pressure. You know, for, for me and for I'm sure other um, people in high school and college, um, early adulthood, being around a group of friends, um, you know, at parties or at the bar or whatever, and they're asking you to take another drink, even though you really don't want to drink, you had no intention of drinking, maybe you already had too much to drink, but you follow suit anyways, because why? Because you care about what these people think and you care about what your partner thinks. You care about being liked, right? You want to keep these people in your lives and you couldn't possibly say no and risk badgering, risk not being liked, risk um, the uncomfortable feelings that might arise from saying no. So the point is that somewhere growing up, we learned to place more emphasis on what someone else was experiencing rather than what we were experiencing. And this likely means for some people who have difficulty setting boundaries that you're a people pleaser or you're a peacekeeper. Most of us have not thought about where our boundaries are. And because we have not done so, we can't clearly define for ourselves or for other people what those boundaries are. And as a result, those people continually cross lines time after time. And what happens is we end up getting hurt. We overcommit. We try to please everybody. So raise your hand if you have ever been personally victimized. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you don't know that reference, it's from Mean Girls. Anyway, but for real, raise a hand if you have ever said yes to something that you really did not want to do. Raise another hand if you ever sacrificed yourself in order to keep the peace in a situation. For those of us who have difficulty setting boundaries, we have spent so much energy managing the perceptions of other people and often take more responsibility than what is ours. We've actually abandoned ourselves to make sure that the other person is okay instead of checking in with ourselves to see if we're okay. So what does it take to set boundaries? Well, first, it takes knowing what's happening inside of our own bodies in order to set healthy boundaries. What does it feel like when someone asks you questions that are too personal? Is there tension in your body? Is there like this feeling of, I need to leave, I need to get out of the situation? When a partner wants you to go to a party with them, but you just really are not feeling in the mood to be around people, are there feelings of dread? Are there feelings of possibly letting this person down if you say, hey, I actually really don't want to do that tonight? When someone is late for a deadline on a big project at work, are there feelings of irritation? Are there feelings of needing to overextend yourself to make sure that things are in a row? All of these things are important to be aware of because they help us set limits within ourselves around what we will and will not tolerate. Now, let's be mindful that there is a level of grace to be given during first-time offenses when people don't know that you have this boundary. Maybe you haven't communicated it and they have crossed a boundary. Of course, let's be gracious. Let's be gracious even when we are communicating that boundary. Let's refer back to that work situation. So if Tom is late getting you his part of the project so you cannot move on to your part, or if you feel like you're needing to rework what he did and overextend yourself, it's important to graciously approach him. Perhaps saying, hey Tom, I noticed that you had trouble getting this work done by the time that we had previously agreed on. 
you know, next time, if you are needing a little extra time, please let me know. Or, hey, Tom, I noticed that you were missing this part of the project and it's actually taken a little bit extra time on my part to get my stuff done because I'm also having to review yours. Can you please make sure to look over your part thoroughly in the future? Hey, it's me, Alex, just popping in to give you a break from our current episode to remind you that your story matters. If you have something that you think you'd like to share on the podcast, feel free to check the show notes for a link and don't be afraid to reach out. Also, if you're enjoying the show and want to stay up to date on all things familiar, follow me on Instagram at soundsfamiliar.pod. That's S-O-U-N-D-S-F-A-M-I-L-I-A-R dot P-O-D. All right, now back to the show. Setting boundaries allows us to take back our time, our energy, our resources, so that we have enough for the people and situations that really need them instead of giving everything away to everybody and everything that keeps popping up. We are able to stop depleting ourselves and give ourselves what we need in order to function healthily in society. As I've talked about, the first step to setting boundaries is self-awareness. You need to know yourself. You need to know how you feel about things. In every situation, check in with yourself. Ask questions like, what is my preference in this situation? What is my desire? If I say yes, or if I give myself to this situation in this way, what does that mean for other aspects of my life? What have I already said yes to? You'll see that some of these questions really take prioritization of your life. If you know that your child needs to be picked up from school at 315, you're not going to say yes to something of less priority at that same time, right? If you need to decompress and your schedule is jam-packed, but another parent asks if you can bake cookies for the PTA fundraiser two days before the actual fundraiser, you can politely say, no, I can't do that. But if you give me a week's notice next time, I would gladly help out. These boundaries require you to know your needs and your priorities. If you don't decide what your priorities are, other people are going to decide for you. And just recently, I was feeling really, really overwhelmed with my life. And I found that to me, everything is rated as a level 10 priority. My job, my relationship with my husband, social events, church, the health challenges that I'm facing, schoolwork, and now this podcast. But thank goodness for my husband who is logical (laughs) and who can step in and was able to help me list out and reprioritize the areas of my life. I would encourage you to do the same thing. If it helps, write down a list of things that you feel like you need to maintain and then prioritize them in a list from one to 10. And it's okay if a few things are rated the same high number, but the key is to find balance within the scale from one to 10. And I would really recommend having no more than two or three rated a 10. For me right now, health, church, and my relationship with my husband, my marriage are the most important level 10 priorities in my life. And then everything else, you know, I can balance it out and I can spread it out over from nine to one. And so that's been really helpful for me. Also be mindful that whatever you rate these things doesn't mean that they will stay this way forever. And I think that's a real big thing to be aware of is life changes. Right now we don't have kids. Maybe one day we will. And priorities are going to have to shift. So have a little bit of flexibility. Make sure that you are checking in with yourself regularly to make sure that what needs to be a level 10 or a level 9 or level 8 priority is and everything else can be shifted in another direction. 
So after you know yourself, your needs, and your boundaries, the second step is being able to communicate your boundaries and your needs clearly. If you never tell anyone where you drew the line in the sand, they will never know. They are going to continue to do whatever they want with you. They'll push for what they want. And as a result, you'll be put in a difficult position. This is the time to express your thoughts and your feelings and needs, even if it's uncomfortable, even if that person might respond negatively. What has really helped me in this area is knowing that I am the one who has to live with the consequences of what I say yes and no to. I have to live with the reality of saying yes to one more thing when I've already had way too much on my plate already. Yes, I will probably feel bad for a second if the other person gets annoyed by me saying no, and I'll also have to live with that. But the people who really care about me and really care about my well-being and understand what is happening in my life, they're, they're not going to be upset. They're going to understand and be empathetic, hopefully. And if they aren't and they are upset, they'll eventually get over it. Maybe they're upset not because I said no, but because now they're in a bind for not having their own boundaries or not thinking ahead of schedule. Even if they are upset, let me share a really amazing pointer that has helped me. And this comes from my therapist. She tells me all the time that I'm not responsible for someone else's emotions. That is so freeing. If they choose to be upset because of boundaries that you put in place, for your own health, you're not responsible for that. How they respond to you is their own responsibility. Even if they're mad or sad, that's for them to deal with. So take that little nugget. I was just thinking about it when I was writing all of these notes down and I was like, yes, I need to like tattoo that on my forehead or like write it on my mirror or something so that I can consistently remember that I am not responsible for how another person responds to my boundaries. Let's also remember that it is possible to communicate directly and honestly in a kind way. Usually when you come from a place of honesty and kindness, people are going to be understanding and they're not going to be angry with you. Again, let's reference back to the story I was telling at the beginning where I would not communicate directly and honestly ahead of time. And then by the time I hit my boiling point, it probably didn't come across as the most kind. So let's also not do that. Also remember that open communication allows for compromise to take place if it's needed. When you express your needs and your desires, the other person can do the same and you can work together toward a different plan. For example, when you tell a friend that you've overcommitted yourself and you cannot go to lunch on Thursday this week, but you are free next Wednesday, that friend might not be able to meet next Wednesday. But together you can find that Saturday would be a great day to go eat coffee instead of lunch. Neither of you is upset with the other person for not being available on certain days and the relationship can go on. Now, I know this is a shallow example and not every decision is that simple. In other cases, the goal should be to have both parties be able to leave a situation feeling mutually respected for their decisions. So often we have difficulty setting boundaries because we're trying to shield everyone else from pain when we're the ones who end up being hurt. Hey, I've overcommitted myself, but I really have to go to lunch on Thursday with 
Casey. But now I'm stressed out because I have a million things and I can't even rest for one second because I have overcommitted and I've said yes to too many things and too many people. Then I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want her to be angry with me because I am having to say no. So I'm just going to go and I'm just going to be spread so thin throughout the rest of my life this week that I snap at my husband then I snap at my kids and I, you know, I have a mental breakdown basically <laughs> for a second. I don't know if that's happened to anybody else, but it has happened to me. So um, maybe it's just me and that's fine too. But know that if that has been um, a situation that you've been in, you're not alone. That's what this podcast is all about, people. Knowing that you're not alone, um, even when you're acting a little bit crazy. So anyways, who ends up being hurt in that situation? I end up being hurt because I couldn't say no. And I was too afraid to um, hurt Casey's feelings or upset Casey because I couldn't meet her. So boundaries allow us to protect ourselves and respect ourselves. Next, we need to remember to work on allowing ourselves to say no to certain things, even when we have the tendency to want to keep the peace between all things and all people. We can't manipulate situations or people to keep everything perfect and happy. And I'm talking to myself here because, again, recovering perfectionist, I want everything to be even kill. I want everything perfect. I want everybody to be happy, yada, yada, yada. A lot of times people think that relationships require harmony at all costs. But if we are trying to aim for harmony always, that comes at a very high price of harmony within ourselves. If we have no energy, if we are emotionally taxed, if we have no time to rest, there is going to be less harmony in our environment and in our relationships. Things aren't always going to go perfectly. People won't always get along. And yeah, you aren't going to be liked by everyone and you have to be okay with that. For me, I've had to work on the need to be liked by everyone. That's been really a struggle. And I've come to realize and kind of thought to myself, what is the point of that? What is the point of the need to keep everybody in my little circle and in my little bubble? To have people in my life who genuinely don't care about me? People who I have to spend extra time and energy to be able to keep them close to me and in my bubble? That's exhausting. Wouldn't it be much better to have people in our lives who are meant to be there and who want to be there? I mean, I think yes. Next, start saying no to what doesn't serve you. Now, I know that there are things in life that are necessary. We have obligations and we need to fulfill them even if we don't really feel like doing them. You know, some days you wake up, you don't want to go to work, but you have to go anyway because your family depends on the financial stability of, of your job. Um, you know, you have to do some chores around the house. Nobody wants to do chores around the house, but it helps keep your environment stable, right? Um, there are a million other things that you probably don't feel like doing, but you have to. The key is to differentiate those things. Even in the things that we are obligated to do, there are limitations. No, I can't stay after work for an extra hour last minute. I'm sorry. I would love to help get that issue under control, but I need more advance notice to arrange my schedule and other priorities. Here I'm talking about those things that are lower priorities that we can say no to and the world is not going to fall apart. Those things that maybe we feel obligated to do because of our community or because of social relationships. You have to learn to say no and to say it with grace and gratitude. It's okay to say no. This is something 
I really struggled to learn and I'm still working on because, you know, when it becomes like a reflex to say yes, it's hard to stop and say no. Um, so I'm continuing to work on that and I'm continuing to realize actually that saying no becomes easier over time. Each time I have had to say no, I have realized that, hey, my relationship did not fall apart with this person and the world did not end when I said no to this other situation. So my suggestion is to start with the smaller things and stop yourself before you feel like you need to overexplain the situation. I think that's another thing is when I want to say no, I feel like I have to validate why I, I can't do such and such. But really and truly, we don't need to validate our decision. No, but thank you. And hey, I'm not available that time, but thank you. Those are still good answers. And they don't require you to go into detail about everything else that's happening in your life. I mean, especially for those times when you, you say no to something because you simply just don't want to do it. You don't have to come up with an excuse. You don't have to say, oh, I'm sorry, my neighbor's cat uh, threw up last night and I have to go check in on it and, you know, make up this whole thing because that's probably a lie. They don't need a valid answer. Like, no is a valid enough answer. One of the last and final thoughts is just to remember that with every no, you're saying yes to something better for you, whether that's freeing up time to spend with your family or simply ensuring that you have more energy and time for the things that matter in your life. Okay, so I hope this episode has been helpful for you in some way. I know I'll probably be coming back to this episode when I need a good reminder that it is healthy and necessary to have boundaries because so often I'm like, yes, I'm going to set boundaries. I'm going to say no. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then um, I'm overwhelmed again and I'm like, oh crap, I did not do this. Um, but that's okay because, you know, there are other opportunities and we are living and we are learning and um, yeah, so if you also need to come back to this as a healthy reminder that you need boundaries, by all means, I'm here for you. I hope you will join me next time on my next solo podcast to discuss attachment theory. And I am such a nerd about this topic. I'm really excited about this one. Um, so I can't wait for that. And I will talk to you again soon, y'all. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sounds Familiar. If you've enjoyed the show and found some value in it, it would mean so much to me if you would leave a written review and a glowing rating wherever you're listening. We all know how this internet stuff works, so it'll help more people like you find this show. If you want to stay up to date on all things familiar, follow us on Instagram at soundsfamiliar.pod. Talk to you next time. Have a great week.